0: Welcome to the Green Heart Living
1: Podcast with your host, Elizabeth Hill.
0: My co-author, April Goff-Brown, who is a co-author of The Great Pause: Blessings and Wisdom from COVID-19. So good to see you, April. You too, Liz. Very happy to be here. Great to be here with you. And first of all, just your backdrop behind you, I want to like go play with all the things that are behind you (laughs) like open up all the boxes and see what's in there it's so fascinating it's my studio and those boxes contain all kinds of gorgeous jewelry oh so fun so fun uh so I know this is one um being part of this book was one project that you have and I know you have other uh, another amazing uh, book project in the works and you are a business owner do you want to just share a little bit about
1: sure sure I'd Be glad glad to so um yes i um have a, a small business april b jewelry and i've been doing that now for three years um which is wonderful because it taps into my creative side so well but i also um in january Uh, Came up with my one great big bodacious goal for 2020, which was to write a children's book that had been germinating in my head for about four years. And I'm happy to say that it's written, it's at the publishers. Uh, The illustrator is now completing her work, and I'm hoping to see it all put together sometime um, in October.
0: That's so exciting. I know that's such a lovely, meaningful story, the children's book that, you, that you're that you putting together. So that will be right. so it's, fun to read.
1: It's a great story about a grandparent and her grandchild.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely lovely. Right. Uh, so, so today we're going to get to see a little snapshot of your chapter from The Great Pause. Uh, and it is had lessons from my journey in the time of COVID. Mm-hmm. Want, is there anything you want to share before we dive into the reading of the chapter? Um, you know,
1: just to say that the invitation for um, doing this chapter um, came at such a time where I was going through a lot of a lot of emotional stuff, as so many people were. And I wanted to be able to capture that, but I also wanted to be able to walk through the time to see how I would be. Again, we didn't know it was going to last this long, but I remember when I sent my first draft into you, I couldn't finish it because I hadn't gotten there yet. Um, and so I finished it the best I could, but I think it's gotten there um, that the, the evolution
0: through this, the journey, um, has been really um, eye-opening for me. I remember your first draft, the end is like, well, we have, I can't finish this. I don't know what I'm going to learn. And and that was really something I got when I was, got everything from, from our, um, from our authors. And I was feeling it too, because I went, okay, I've learned this much by this point, but I have no idea what's going to come next. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm at that point now, as we released it last week, right, that, there's, we're still learning so much. There's still so much that we, we can't pinpoint. Um, But what I love about your chapter is it really does that snapshot of these different times and how it was different at each, even, even with a month change that we could be feeling and experiencing completely different Mm -hmm. emotions and activities and feelings about it. So it's really, really neat how you capture that. In your chapter. Great, thank you. Thank you. So shall we dive in? We shall dive in.
1: So as I as mentioned, it's a journey, so I start with pre-COVID. Life was easy, quiet, flexible. I had been retired from my full-time career for over two years and was focused on building my jewelry design business and writing a children's book. 2020 was my year to build local connections, network, and get my jewelry carried in a couple of Connecticut-based boutiques. I joined a women's network to get myself out and talking to other like-minded women, women who were entrepreneurs and building their own business while supporting others. I joined a group coaching program to build momentum and propel myself forward as I built my business. I spent most of my days in my studio, either creating or working online, maintaining my website, accessing social media, creating marketing. Even that work was fun because it involved learning and creating, which were two of my favorite things to do. I also had written a children's book that had been germinating in my head for four years. A publishing company was interested, and I explored other options as well. The illustrations were the challenge in finding someone that could translate my story into pictures that met my vision and that I could afford. My husband and I had also begun to plan our brief vacation jaunts with our first stop for a few days on Block Island in May. We had been taking short excursions each spring to a local island to be able to walk along the water, which was a treat after the long winter. Our ferry reservations were made. The inn was booked. 2020 was progressing nicely. Life was good. Then COVID-19 hit, and life as I knew changed. Early COVID. Social distancing? No problem. My introverted self naturally social distanced, so it wasn't going to be a problem. I made infrequent appointments to go out and was happy to spend most of my days alone in my world, creating and tending my business. Social media kept me in touch, emails and texts did too. When schools closed for a couple of weeks in early March, I seized the chance to spend time with my seven year old granddaughter, Olivia. Her parents were still working and I relished time to spend with her every day. I'd set up my dining room as her classroom and worked at creating a schedule for us to follow each day. She spent nights here too, and it felt like a vacation for her. After lessons, we had an after-school program, which was mainly playing games, doing projects up in my studio, and baking. My days were long, as Olivia wanted all of my attention all of the time. Then school was canceled until the end of March. Then it was canceled for the remainder of the school year, The women in my network were being encouraged to pivot our businesses and figure out how to make it work online. Groups began to sprout everywhere. And Olivia decided at that time it would be a good thing to make masks for our family. She was a bit scared of all of the virus talk and wanted to be sure that she and the people she loved had some protection. The only challenge for me was grocery shopping. I took advantage of the early morning senior hours and was amazed by the empty shelves, little me, no toilet paper. I did a lot of online shopping, so was able to get what we needed. Life wasn't much different, except that I now had a child here five days a week and most nights. I found myself as a long term second grade substitute teacher, trying to follow the teacher's assignments and enhance the curriculum so there was a full day of school. Our classroom moved full time into my studio. I was sharing my workspace all the time, and it was getting messier and messier. It was not only a schoolroom and jewelry studio, excuse me, it became a mask making factory as I was churning out masks daily. People asked, and I couldn't say no. I accepted orders via my website, using up small pieces of fabric, clearing out my stash. I'd ordered large rolls of elastic. I'd received substantial orders from nonprofit organizations through close friends. Suddenly, I had made close to 200 masks, and sewing them wasn't relaxing or fun any longer. My stress level was building. Social media was booming, invitations on all kinds of topics from people I knew and liked, and I couldn't keep track of them. I tried to be a good friend and actually attend these events until I couldn't any longer. Social media invaded my life. My stress level was building even more. I found I was getting irritated more often and not knowing how to fix it. Then tragedy stuck our family. My husband's brother died in early April. His health had been failing and he was in a nursing home. He tested positive for COVID-19. While it was not the cause of his death, but it was a contributing factor to his body shutting down. We were faced with figuring out how to grieve in this new time when families couldn't come together, console one another, touch one another, cling to one another. It made the news reports of people dying alone even more real to us. 17 days later, tragedy hit my husband's family again with the sudden death of his sister. He received a call that something had happened, and as he readied himself to go to the hospital, A second call came in to say it was too late. She had passed on. Again, his family had to figure out how to grieve in this time of COVID. That day, my son and daughter-in-law came to pick up Olivia so we would have a quiet house and I would be able to attend to my husband's needs. After they left, the house was quiet. I sat in my chair and realized that for the first time in a couple of months, I had the house all to myself in all its silence and I could just breathe. I felt free of any responsibility. I only needed to pay attention to myself. Resentment and anger were building. I wanted my life back. My refuge, my quiet was gone. My social media time was bombarded with noise as all of us entrepreneurs were trying to pivot our businesses in this new world order. Groups popped up everywhere Invitations to join multiplied and guilt was setting in if I didn't accept. As much as I like to keep busy, I found resentment growing so much that I just wanted to quit everything. I didn't want to be in groups. I didn't want to have to track what group was having what when. I didn't want to do Zoom networking. I didn't want to make any more masks. I didn't want to be a teacher. I didn't want to cook every day. I wanted my life back as I knew it, and I felt
0: guilty, and that's where I'm leaving it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a cliff. I want to hear more. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Life got better. That's what I'm saying. Life <laughs> got better. The journey was
1: better, and that's what the rest of the chapter does talk about.
0: Yeah, yeah. So will you share some of the blessings during this time? I mean, this is very intense, like you diving in to take care of your, and take over schooling for your granddaughter. I mean, that's very intense and also facing gr- the grieving process during this time, heartbreaking, right? So, I mean, it's hard to imagine blessings. What were blessings? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you know, I, I went back to... Um, I decided I needed to get back to a yoga practice. And and it was, it was really the turning point because as I sat there in that silence that first morning I went back to it, I realized that the biggest blessing I had gotten was the time with Olivia. Because how many grandparents were not seeing their grandchildren? And when do you get to have that much time with a school-aged child if you're not the parent? So it was once that, came to me. The rest became rather easy. And so what I, I ended up learning was that I needed to prioritize what was truly important. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that, that, that blessing just of her um, helped me realize that what was really important to me and in my life. And in order to have those priorities take shape, that I was going to have to clear out the clutter in my life. Mm. And um, I think those were the two biggest lessons for me is to prioritize and clear the clutter. Mm. And I know I've seen how people were clearing clutter in their homes and, you know, because you get overwhelmed. But it was even more than that because pre-COVID, we were all so busy and also stressed that there was no time um, to, to make for ourselves. And that's what I mean by clearing the clutter is, What are the things that that you absolutely have to have and how do you make time for them for that bit, whether it's people, whether it's a yoga practice, whether it's writing, um, whether it's going for walks. It's just that's what I mean when I say clearing the clutter and and, um, that that has been a great, a great lesson for me.
0: Mm And I I think that that is something that a lot of people can relate to that, that clearing the clutter. Yes, it was a physical manifestation of clearing the clutter. And also, on our time, right? Like, how do we decide where we prioritize? And I can, I I can relate also with the with the so many zoom meetings, like I dove in at the beginning and wanted to be on all the calls (laughs) and supporting everybody and all of it. And it was fun at the beginning. And then it went, Oh wait! I need to really scale yeah. back and get my get you know priorities yeah. for for myself and my family so we can keep keep this going on right. So right,
1: absolutely.
0: And I know I, I wanted to ask you about um, wisdom that you gained, and it sounds like that was a piece of wisdom for you,
1: right? I think I think that's what stands out more, and that as i talked with um, others. Um, and about what they were going through is that they were finding that they were enjoying the time with their families more. And, you know, families, like my family is scattered across the country. Um, my siblings and, and my mom and all. And trying to even get together with them and that we, we just... Do it through social media, like somebody on Facebook or send a little text, but it was really important to start to make those calls or we did a zoom event for my mom's um, 90 something birthday, um, which was technically didn't work very well but it was great to see all the faces, so I think you know that that wisdom of. Yeah, I might be an introvert, and I may not need lots of people around, but I needed to start making it a priority to, to reach out to those people that I really cared about um, much more frequently than I was doing. And to do that in person, with phone calls or the face-to-faces, um, and not just relying on the, the little bit of stuff that we do at the keyboard. Right,
0: right, right. Yeah, it's a deeper, that deeper connection. Yeah. 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 That's so lovely. And thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk with me and share a little uh, snapshot for our readers Uh, is there, how do people get in contact with you, do you have a site or how can they learn more about. Uh, your jewelry or anything like that How can I, get I do
1: have a I do have a jewelry website which is aprilbejewelry.com uh, mm-hmm. kind of easy um I am on Facebook also it's April B Jewelry collection on Facebook and I've begun an author page as well so I will be doing a little bit more promotion with that um I did do a little promoting of the book on my blog on my website and um doing some more with um with other things. So I can't wait till we can get that book in our hands and, um, you know, really just share it with people. And I'm looking forward to autographing my first copy for my husband.
0: So fun. (laughs) Nothing beats that. All right, April, thank you so much for taking time. Thank you. Lovely to connect. It was great to see you and we'll catch up soon. Thank you.
1: To find out more about green heart living visit us on our website at www.greenheartliving.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com greenheartliving.
0: This is a production of the LPL Podcast Network.